World Travel Dad show. I'm your host, James Olson, aka the World Travel Dad. Today's episode is about Iceland. Iceland is a country that is on many people's bucket list. I thought it was a good idea to go back over some of the things that you need to know if you're planning a trip there. And this, uh, I will draw on some of my experiences having been there, but it's been well over a year. You know, when we took our family trip to Europe and abroad and to Asia, we started in Iceland. And there's a very logical reason for that. It's, it's fairly close to the United States. And from central United States, from Denver, where I live, we were able to fly to Reykjavik. And the flight was under seven hours. And so if you're going to go anywhere in Europe... If you're going to try to get a flight under seven hours, uh, it's going to be very difficult. Most mainland Europe destinations are in the range of nine to even 11 or 12 hours. And so we flew to Reykjavik. Uh, The cost on uh, Reykjavik on Iceland Air is, is a good cost. It's lower than, than many other airlines, but it's not, it's not the most comfortable plane. You know, you're not flying on one of these, you know, recline your chair, kick back and, and sleep flights. But, you know, it's, it's under seven hours, so big deal. You, know, you can be a little uncomfortable if you're flying from the interior of the United States. I watched a couple of movies. I watched... Uh, War Dogs, which was actually entertaining, kind of a guilty pleasure movie. You know, Bradley Cooper's in that movie, kind of makes a little, a bit of a cameo. And there's a couple other, uh, I forget their names, but they're they're you know, decent cast. And then of course I watched uh, uh, an Al Pacino movie. Um, what's the name of it? It's uh, Any Given Sunday Afternoon. No, that's that's the NFL movie. It's a classic Al Pacino film where he, uh, it's a failed bank robbery and just terrific acting. So I recommend, it was a very strange movie, but I'm sitting here, you know, flying to Iceland and that's kind of when I get my movie watching done. I watch movies I, I would never otherwise watch. I think you guys are probably the same way. So you get to Iceland and you're a little bit jet lagged. You always want to be careful that first day. So I think the first tip is uh, figure out how mu- figure out what you're going to do on your first day. You're going to rent a car. Nobody goes to Iceland and doesn't rent a car. It's about a hundred dollars a day. It's going to be more than your average car rental. We rented from Blue. That that's I I don't I, I neither condone nor recommend uh, nor dislike Blue. It was just kind of a car rental company. Didn't have any problems. And it's right there at the airport. This is a small airport there in Reykjavik. Uh, we got a, you, you want to get the all-wheel drive. That's that's kind of all they sell. They know you're going to be on a lot of dirt roads. Uh, it's all they rent out. Um, so we our trip was 10 days. We started in um, the in uh, the Snifels Peninsula, and really we spent about uh, seven days 
um, seven days there. And actually, our first night was in Borgarnes, which is on the way to the Snifels Peninsula. It's the home of uh, Reykjavik vodka for anyone that, that enjoys that. You can go, you can make a pilgrimage to the distillery. We did not, but uh, Borgarnes is a very nice town. We were all kind of jet lagged. We stayed in this uh, Airbnb. Your costs are going to be high. You know, you're going to pay 260 USD a night for a, a place that could sleep three or four people. And for what you get, it's going to seem expensive. It's kind of like everything in Iceland. It's a very expensive country. And, uh, but it was beautiful. We were psyched. We were excited to be there. We then drove on to Stickish Homer, which is on the Snifels Peninsula. So that's about the, the, the closest kind of wild place you can go. If you, if you look at Iceland, you think about it as a, uh, as a clock. You know, you drive from Reykjavik and you go clockwise. And the first place you hit is the Snifels Peninsula. And on a map, it doesn't look that far. But when you're driving these roads, these two-lane roads, you're going to want to take your time. And you're not going to be able to go anywhere too fast. And we'll, we'll get to that in a minute um, on kind of the driving. But then the next place would be the West Fjords. And then there would be the North uh, Lands and the East part. And you and then down to the South part as you go clockwise. And the South, you know... Um, Vic and the that's the one I remember because it's easy and it's a black sand beach that's down in the south and that can be part of what's called the golden triangle that can be done from Reykjavik but if you have the time I recommend you step outside of the golden triangle area that's if you only have two or three days that's probably what you do I recommend you step outside of that area and and go to what's called the ring road and that's the road I just described to you that clockwise formation so Snifels Peninsula is actually a pretty large area of land that juts out into the North Atlantic Ocean. It's, um, like I said, it's, it's wild. It's one of the kind of wild places. And you can really just kind of explore around that area for a week. And that's what we chose to do. We're not, we're not one of these people that, you know, goes to a new place every night. Now... We had a lot of gear because we were packed up for a year-long trip. And so I don't think there's anything wrong with staying in another a new place every night. If you're planning on driving the ring road, I mean, that's what you're going to end up doing. But to me, you're just going to end up spending a lot of time on the road. And that's not always how I want to spend my vacation. Stickish Homer is a nice little town with a small harbor. They do boat trips out of there. You can, you can see some puffins. I got to say that I was actually pretty impressed by those little guys. Uh, puffins are something I didn't, I didn't ever really take seriously. You know, there's that, there's a really good cereal and that's kind of where you hear about them. And at one point in my life, I, I thought they were penguins. I didn't, I thought they were in the penguin family. Um, but they, uh, they're small in stature, but they're, they're big in, um, in wonder and experience factor. So the puffins are, are cool. They kind of um, sandbagged it a little bit and said, you know, we may, may, may not see any puffins, you know, don't get your hopes up. And then there were tons of puffins out on this island. We actually stayed 
in the town of Stickishomer, but but quite a bit outside the town. I mean, it took us like over 30 minutes every day to just drive into town. So some days we just stayed out kind of where we were in the wilderness. And um, that was for me, how I remember Iceland is kind of the, the peacefulness, you know, you're, you, you get a lot of nature, you get a lot of good views. We were able to stretch our legs and take some walks, take some drives around in our area and and see um, some wild you know wildlife of sorts some icelandic ponies lots of um birds lots of birds um food is the I, that was the first category i really wanted to hammer so food is not good okay don't go to iceland for food it's all frozen it's all shipped in they don't appear to grow a lot of food i mean I, there are some farms with some hay I think that's just to feed the livestock. I don't, I don't think that there's a lot of food on the island. It's it's an island that's 97% renewable energy driven, which is very impressive. They have a lot of geothermal uh, energy and uh, some wind turbines, uh, but generally it's a geothermal hotbed. I mean, all around Iceland, you're looking at. It, it just looks like earth got upset and like spewed a bunch of like lava everywhere. It's, it's kind of like an earth. It's like a, a moon, a Mars moonscape, um, you know, volcanic, uh, bonanza, you know, you could see, you could literally like almost retrace and see how a volcano exploded and, and spewed rocks everywhere. So that was really cool. We, we took a day, a full day, to drive around the entire peninsula. And uh, that, was, that was impressive. I, I don't know that you want to do that you know, for two days. I mean, we saw kind of everything. You can go around the whole peninsula. We stopped in a town called Olofsvik, which is a very nice little town. I, I thought it was cute. Um, and then you come back and you, you drive back to your place and you're just kind of hanging out again. We saw lots of waterfalls, or you know, you'll you'll want to check those out. And uh, uh, but the food's not very good, and it's incredibly expensive. Now in the town of Stickishomer, we found a good chi- uh, fish and chips. It's just like a, a stand kind of by the side of the harbor, and it was about twenty dollars USD for an order of fish and chips, which is kind of highway robbery. You know, that's that was that was even worse than like Sweden, but. You could probably feed a couple of kids with that, uh, maybe a couple of adults if you're not terribly hungry. And then, like I said, everything else is just frozen. Go to the bonus uh, grocery store. It's the one with the pig, the yellow. They'll uh, Iceland is their official language is Icelandic and English, so you're not gonna have any problem if you're an English speaker. If you're at the grocery store, they don't always. Um, realize that you speak English, you might ask if you want a kvitun, that's a receipt. Um, and then that's kind of it. You can say theta redosh. That just means, you know, we'll get there eventually. It's kind of a, it's kind of a fun saying. I wouldn't worry about learning it really much of the language. Um, but lots of frozen food. We ended up kind of just eating out at our Airbnb with, with frozen food. You just deal with it. Monopoly on on the liquor, so it's expensive. Food's incredibly expensive. 
in Borgarnes. I paid $27 for a bowl of soup one day. And I, I, I can't do that for too long. So, you know, you got to cut the, cut the trip, cut the trip short. Um, and we, we stayed for 10 days. Okay. So the travel around the Snipels, you know, you need it. Everyone's gonna have a car. Uh, it's beautiful though. So keep your eyes on the road. Stop if you want to take some pictures and, I think the scenery is just tremendous. I mean, just, just thinking about it, you know, gives you goosebumps. And, um, and we love the, love the peninsula. Now, that's as far as we went. We didn't go north. But for, out of Stickishomer, you can take a ferry and go to the West Fjords. And I had thought that maybe I wanted to do that. And it just, we got too comfortable. And that's too much travel for us. Um, but this is a travel show. So I encourage you, if you want to factor that in, that would be the next logical leg up to get to the West Fjord area, to more of these Icelandic towns, which I think generally kind of look alike. Um, I think the topography certainly would change as you get up farther north. And if you're going to drive the ring road, you can drive it or you can take that ferry across. Uh, it's maybe a four and a half hour ferry. And, you know, th that's kind of your personal preference. I, I would prefer the ferry. I would I would spend as little time on the road as you can. Um, it's it's beautiful, but the you know these kilometers are tough because you're 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 on dirt roads. You're not going very fast. It's going to take you a long time to travel around. So don't underestimate that. You know things to see would include all of the waterfalls, all the volcanoes. You can kind of hike up to these kind of smaller volcano tops. Uh, spend you know spend a little time in these towns they're they're interesting they're they're different you don't quite feel like you're in europe you kind of aren't you're more in this like viking norwegian scandinavian kind of place it's not quite like a european feel and if you have uh if you have kids you know remember not to push the traveling too much in, in a single day try to find things that they like to do our kids like to jump jump on a trampoline at our Airbnb, and my wife and I like to drink gin and tonics and watch the sunset. So everyone found something they like to do. Uh, in June, the sun set at midnight. That was really fun. That was wild, and that was another cool thing. Uh, you're as far as northern lights i don't know i mean i think that's the wrong i don't i don't think summer's the time anyway i think it's winter but i wouldn't be dissuaded i've heard of people going to iceland when there's uh when there's snow and they have a good time so i i don't know that it's a it's a specific seasonal thing i think the summer is a lot nicer but it was still cold summer is very cold still you know for you fahrenheiters it was like upper to mid 50s with some wind in there on certain days but the sun would come out and just you know don't pack too many pairs of shorts so i don't know that you're ever going to get iceland when it's super uh super hot so as far as the driving goes i did get a, a, a speeding ticket i managed to get speeding tickets almost everywhere or some type of a ticket so i'm still being hunted in sweden france I tried to work with the French government on those, but 
they're just too difficult. So I got to wait five years and then go back to the country after that. Uh, they take speeding tickets very seriously. And, uh, and Iceland does too. I mean, they, they got you dead to rights. I tried to wiggle off the hook and they had seen every trick in the book before. And, and it cost me a hundred bucks. It was, it was an expensive speeding ticket. And I, I still don't think I was speeding. I think that's, I think that's, you know, just chalk that one up to possibly getting hometowned by the Icelanders. And, uh, so watch your speed and, uh, yeah, don't drive when you're too tired and don't, in that first day, you're going to be very tired. That, that's what happened to me. And that's what happens to everyone. You go to Europe that first day you're tired, but you're going to have the adrenaline and that'll, that'll get you to your first stopping point, but don't try to bite off too much to chew in one day. But I want to finish the podcast on Iceland, um, talking about two, uh, two other areas. One is Reykjavik, the actual capital. And then the other is the blue lagoon, because that's, you know, if not the number one, it's like top three, you know, the tourist sites. The, um, okay, Reykjavik, we, we spent our final two nights there. Now this city felt like Europe. You know, this is, this was where you kind of actually think, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm in a European capital now. And it's really, uh, a cute city. It's comfortable. It's manageable. And I really thought highly of it. We, we dropped off a rental car. You don't need it when you're in Reykjavik. Um, you can use the buses, but uh, I tried to use an, an app to purchase tickets online. And the app was not working. So you may have a tough time. Um, you may have a tough time using that app. I hope, I hope they fixed that. If you have a U.S. number, you have to get a text confirmation. It wasn't working for me. And so when you go back out to the airport, the airport is kind of far away and that's an expensive uh, trip if you're going to try to take a taxi. So plan ahead. We took, we took the shuttle bus and you get that at the bus station. But from downtown, you have to get a bus out to the bus station, a local. And the bus driver let us on for free when I explained that the app was not working for us. And we, he saw we had a bunch of luggage and we barely made that shuttle. So I had to do it all over again. I mean, I... I would have um, I would have found a way to buy the tickets maybe the day before just to not have to run into something like that. But we uh, we ended up making the bus three minutes to spare. It was an expensive bus. Yeah, we were happy. Yeah, to, to to make our flight because then we were on from there. Uh, we were on to Norway. We are flying over to Oslo. It's a short flight. If you want to tack on, I mean, it's a good gateway to Central Europe. If you're going to be lucky enough to do a longer trip. Uh, food prices, uh, outrageously high. But, you know, just be careful. Don't spend too much time in Reykjavik. But enough time, you know, a couple nights there, I would, I would recommend. And so if you, if you, if you put together like a 10 day itinerary, like we did, you could kind of spend a few nights in each spot going around the ring road. And I think it can't go wrong. I mean, it's kind of, you create your own Iceland. I like to say, I mean, you just kind of, my Iceland was maybe a little more relaxed than some people. Some people are like, they want to ice climb 
and I just want to have a cup of coffee and just kind of walk around. So fit your itinerary to what you want to do. I hope those tips were helpful. And last but not least, the Blue Lagoon. Uh, this one was a huge splurge for us. We did the we did a dinner or a lunch reservation at the restaurant out there before you go to the lagoon. You have to do all this stuff online, and it's pretty easy. Just get your reserve ticket. Uh, the lunch was ultra expensive, but it was pretty cool. Uh, the actually the kids' food was really good there. It's almost lunchtime, so I'm kind of love talking about food right now. And I can remember the uh, halibut cheek that they the kids received there and some potatoes. And so that was pretty good food, but man, you 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 really pay for it. So prepare for that. When you're in the Blue Lagoon, you can get you can get drinks. You can also go get free uh mud to put on your face, the white mud. They'll go and and you can there's a little stand where you can apply it. There's little uh water fountains with fresh uh fresh drinking water subterranean and you can so bring a water bottle and we stayed in for oh, a couple hours i mean it, you just kind of you hang out and it was really a, a fun fun experience so highly recommend that don't miss the blue lagoon and as always if you have any questions about this destination or anything else that we covered then uh, please reach out i'd be happy to help you like I said, I had limited experience because we just did the Snaefells Peninsula, but I feel like you're going to be back to Iceland. So if you end up not seeing the entire country, do not freak out about it. I think you can get a really fun experience focusing in, you know, on a single place. And Snaefells Peninsula is, is, is plenty wild and it's not very far from uh, Reykjavik. So I hope you have a great time when you uh, take your trip in do your bucket list trip to Iceland.